the Severe MMA Podcast Premium with Sean Sheehan and Graham McDonald. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Severe MMA Podcast. And joined by a very special guest today, uh, Bellator welterweight champion, Douglas Lima. Douglas, uh, much appreciate you having you on. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you guys? I'm not too bad. No, it's it, it's some warm weather over here in Ireland, so it's uh, it's very, very good. I suppose the first thing I want to ask you, uh, Douglas, you were supposed to fight here in two weeks' time on uh, on the 9th of May against Gegard Mousasi. How disappointing is it for you that that fight isn't actually happening now? Very disappointing, you know. Uh, but I just definitely understood, you know, crazy times, crazy, you know, things that's going on in the world. So I definitely understand. But, uh, you know, it's a fight that will happen in the future, you know, maybe July or August. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just got to keep focused, you know, keep training as much as I can, staying safe. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, the fight's going to happen really soon. Mm-hmm. How are you maintaining your, your training, you know, not just your, your physical training, I suppose, but your technique, whether it's jiu-jitsu and kickboxing and all that? Are you in the gym training with people, or what way are you doing it? Yeah, you know, uh, I got my own gym, you know, so I can open whenever I want to. So I just bring my coach, you know, one training partner or two. So we just have our own private, you know, training. You know, uh, anyway, for me, it's always, you know, quantity over quality, you know. So if I have four good training partners, that's enough for me for a training camp, you know. So I'm training a little bit, you know, as much as we can. You know, we have to stay safe, you know, take the right precautions. But uh, I'm doing what I can, you know, to at least stay in shape. You know, I can't be too out of shape because whenever they ask me to fight, I'll be ready. <laughs> is is that your your thinking? So whenever they ask you to fight, you'll be ready. Is there any concerns maybe over the health and safety that you maybe won't fight until everything is 100% back to normal? I mean, there's always the chance, you know. Um, but I do it for myself too. You know, I like to stay in shape. You know what I mean? So I train, you know, I train a little bit as much as I can, you know. We'll see. We never know about the future, you know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know for how long this is still going to last. Mm-hmm. But uh, we just got to, you know, I got to do my part. You know, I have to do, you know, train, stay safe, you know, and whatever happens, you know, we'll be ready. Indeed. Uh, I suppose the, the move up to middleweight, we've seen a few people in, in different places do it over the last while. Uh, GSP did it, obviously went up and, and took a good while to do it, but maybe struggled a little bit physically. And then we saw Robert Whitaker doing it in the UFC as well, and he he uh, it was absolutely brilliant for him. For you, do you think this break actually might benefit you a little bit, that you can go maybe more healthily up to uh, to middleweight? I think so, you know, because it was something that I thought of doing, you know, mainly years ago, you know, I've always thought of going to middle weight, you know, I struggle a lot to make 170, you know, to make water weight, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this is going to be good for me. Mm-hmm. We'll see, I might just stay a middle weight, you know, who knows? <laughs> I might feel really good, you know, don't have to cut that much weight, and I don't think I'm small for middle weight, so uh, I think it's going to work out good. We'll find out whenever the fight happens, you know. Yeah. Is that a thing? So you think you're, you'll stay at middleweight? Like, looking at your record here, a lot of the fighters you have, have uh, you know, that are at the top of the uh, the welterweight tree you've already beaten, whether it's MVP or uh, or Lorenz Larkin, obviously Rory McDonald, who you went one and one with, is gone to PFL now. So is it a thing, do you think maybe the welterweight division cleared out a little bit and you might stay at middleweight? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I just think it's a great time for me to go to middleweight, you know, because like mm-hmm. you said, you know, all the top welterweights in Bellator, I've already beat all of them. 
And uh, it's a kind, you know, for them to decide, you know, to see who's really going to be the contender. You know, they'll fight each other, and whenever the contender is, you know, I'll fight him. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the meantime, you know, I keep fighting a middleweight. You know, uh, I don't know. I, th- I just think it was a great time for me to move on. You know, since I beat all of the welterweights in Bellator, you know, that's in the top. You know what I mean? So for me, I think that's a, that's a great moment. You know, it's a perfect timing for me. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were having a debate this week on, on my podcast, and I'd love to get your take on it. So we were talking about, you know, let's say in, in soccer, you could have a debate who's better, Messi or Pele or Ronaldo or all of these players from all down through the years. But in MMA, it's a little bit different because... Mm-hmm. The fighters now are the best fighters ever because of the the uh, the improvements and it's such a young sport and everything. So with that in mind, do you, do you think you're the best fighter of all time who's never fought in the UFC? I mean, I think so. You know, what I mean, a lot of people do as well. You know, what I mean, there's always the talk. You know, what how would I would do? You know, if I was in the UFC, this and that. Uh, but man, I trained with many great fighters before, and I know where I stand. You know what I mean? Rory, when he left the UFC, you know, he had a win over the champion at the time. You know what I mean? And, uh, no, I think I think I really can be a champion there at the UFC as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some fans that watch just UFC, they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I agree with them because they, they haven't watched me fight. You know, they don't know how it is. You know, it's not about organization. It's about fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're good, you're good. You know, and I believe in myself. I believe I can beat anybody out to it in the whole world. You know what I mean? But I don't really worry about too much because people are always going to say, nah, man, if you're not in the UFC, you can never be considered the best, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what can we do? You know what I mean? If they sign me to fight, I'll fight. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I really do believe that I can beat any out to it in the planet right now. What did you think uh, when you heard Brendan Schaub and uh, Joe Rogan talking on Joe Rogan's podcast? They basically said what you were saying there. They're saying, if you're not in the UFC, you can't be the, the best fighter. What did you think when you heard that? <laughs> you know, Joe Rogan understands me. Joe Rogan mm-hmm. knows, you know. He's, uh, you know he, he understands MMA, so he knows, you know what I mean? He knows I can't stand there with any of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some of the guys don't, but Joe Rogan knows, you know. So I'm very thankful for him for saying that. Mm-hmm. Man, he understands the sport, you know. He knows what it takes. And, uh, man, I've been in the game for almost 15 years, you know, almost uh, almost 20 years, you know. I know what it takes, you know what I mean? And I can beat all those guys. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's funny, I, I'm a bit of a nerd for looking at records. And I was looking at your record today, and it's, I thought it was very interesting. You've 12 submission wins in your career, but only one in the last nine years. And I think it's very interesting. You said there you can stand with anyone. Mm-hmm. What has happened that your game has just completely changed from someone who's getting lots of submissions early in their career, who now is a knockout artist and is beating world-class strikers on the feet? Ah... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it was just uh, experience-wise, you know, because a lot of the times, you know, early in my career, you know, I always scramble and ended up on the ground, you know, I had to use my submissions. And, uh, you know, and later on, I just started understanding a little more, you know, starting to be more comfortable standing where I can dictate, dictate where the fight takes place a little bit, you know. I think it was just experience and the styles, you know. My style has always been the same. Well, wrestling was really weak for me back in the days, you know. Mm-hmm. So anybody that got close to me and tried to take me down, they would probably finish it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then I would catch him in the ground, you know what I mean? So uh, I don't know. I just maybe I just got better with my wrestling and uh, better with my striking as well, you know. But I still got my black belt in jiu-jitsu, you know. So fight goes to the ground, you know. I can't deal with it over there too. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? We have to be good everywhere. And, uh, you know, the knockouts, you know, the striking has been working for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I get in trouble there, I'll probably shoot for a takedown. But if not, I'll keep extending. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to ask you about MVP as well I interviewed him when he fought in Ireland a couple of months ago and he basically said the one fight he wants again is you and obviously for, for you it's a, a very different situation because you knocked him out but that, is that a fight that you kind of yeah. you want to do again that you'd like to also have again I mean in the future yeah for sure but I mean man MVP's got to prove himself you know he's fighting guys that's not even near the ranking and they asking, he's asking for a title shot like come on Mm-hmm. Fight Koreshkov, fight Larkin, beat those guys and then call me out. You know what I mean? Guys have seen the top. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because his first fight back after me, you know, he fought a guy. No disrespect to the guy, but man, you got to respect the ranking some too, you know. That was 3-1. and one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was 3-1. and one. He goes and knocks him out and then he asks for a rematch. Like, come on, man. That's not how it works, you know. It's good, man. I'll give him that, you know what I mean? He's on, you know. Only loss he has is for me. And, but man, come on, man. Get some battle wins for, you know, if you're asking for a title shot, you know, go after the number one contenders. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, man, I finished it. That was a knockout in two rounds. You know what I mean? I don't have anything else to prove. That last yeah. question here. I really appreciate your time. Obviously, Bellator, and I, I, we're based in Ireland here, this podcast, and Bellator have done lots of great things, brought lots of cards to Ireland in the last few uh, few years. Is that something you'd like to do? Would you like to come over to Ireland and fight? For sure, man. Irish fans are the bomb. I love their fans, man. They're really getting through it. They're loud. You know, they make the arena really loud, and I love them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like McGregor. I love McGregor's fan, man. Because, dude, they fly all over there to come here and watch him fight. That's amazing. You know, that's great support. They really support, you know, their fighters. You know what I mean? And, uh, I love that. It's uh, definitely one of the, one of the what's it called? The, one of, it's on my list, the bucket list. It's definitely mm-hmm. on my bucket list to go to Ireland, you know. Even if I go just to see a show, you know what I mean? But I want to go over there. You know, definitely want to fight there one day. You know, hopefully Bellator can make it happen sometime. 100%. Actually, I lied. Last question. Look at your record as well. You've never fought in Brazil. Is that another thing you'd love to do to fight in Brazil and in MMA anyway? <laughs> never fought in Brazil. You know, I have, you know, almost 45, 15 years in the sport, never fought in Brazil. That's definitely a place that I would like to fight before I retire. But uh, let's see, man. I asked Bellator when they're going to Brazil. They say they're working on some stuff. So hopefully in this next few years, you know, Bellator will be able to go there and I can have, you know, this dream come true. You know, my family would love it. You know, they will go anywhere in Brazil to see me fight. You know what I mean? So I would love to, I would love to do that one day. Douglas, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure, buddy. Thank you. Have a good day, okay?